0: More hostages are freed as the truce between Israel and Hamas was extended another day. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. We have seen uh, over the last week, the very positive development of hostages coming home, being reunited with their families, and that should continue today. amid record claims processing, veterans affairs workers face more mandatory overtime. What does it all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host Jonathan Larfeld. Today is December 1st, 2023. A quick heads up to listeners, be sure to tune in on Monday for an episode on the Department of Defense's efforts to combat domestic extremism. First up, A temporary ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war has been extended until today. Qatar, which has been serving as a mediator, made the announcement yesterday just minutes before the ceasefire was set to expire. The Israeli military said Hamas freed two Israeli hostages yesterday afternoon. They were brought back into Israel with more expected to follow. Israel released another group of Palestinian prisoners early yesterday in exchange for 16 hostages freed hours earlier by Hamas. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, meeting with Israel's president in Tel Aviv, said he's pressing for a longer extension of the truce and the release of more hostages. We have seen uh, over the last week the very positive development of hostages coming home, being reunited with their families, and that should continue today. Uh, it's also enabled uh, to an increase in humanitarian assistance to go to innocent civilians in Gaza who need it uh, desperately. So This process is producing results, it's important, and we hope that it can continue. Israel had agreed to extend the truce by one day for every 10 militant-held hostages who are freed. The ceasefire has paused the deadliest fighting between Israel and Palestinians in decades. It began November 24th. It was originally set to expire on Monday. Israel has vowed to resume the war in an effort to end Hamas's 16-year rule of Gaza but it's facing mounting international pressure to spare southern Gaza a devastating ground offensive like the one that has demolished much of the north. Roughly 240 hostages were captured by Hamas in its October 7th attack in southern Israel that ignited the war. More than 13,300 Palestinians have been killed since the war began, according to the Hamas-controlled health ministry in Gaza. It doesn't differentiate between civilians and combatants. About 1,200 people have been killed in Israel, mostly during the initial incursion by Hamas. In other news, employees at the Department of Veterans Affairs face thousands of hours of mandatory overtime over the next year. It comes even as the agency has processed a record number of benefits claims. Military Times Capitol Hill Bureau Chief Leo Shane III sits down with us on the episode today. So Leo, for listeners who don't know, could you tell us what the VA claims backlog is and why they should care about it?
1: Yeah, we've been tracking this for a number of years. These are the number of disability claims that are taking four or more months to process. So basically that comes down to how long veterans have to wait when they file a claim. And these these claims can be several hundred, several thousand dollars a month. So this is a big financial deal for veterans who are filing. Um, VA has kept the number down to about a 100,000 uh, in recent years. It used to be a, a major problem for VA, uh, over 600,000 of these, and that drew a lot of scrutiny from congress and from advocates who said look this is just this is too many veterans who are waiting for money they deserve so there's been a real focus on keeping that number down they're never going to get it to zero because there are some some cases that are just too complicated to get through in that amount of time but the goal is to to really pull the the time down and make filing for benefits as quick as possible
0: in your reporting you said that the va is processing more claims than ever so is this backlog going down? And could you tell us where such a large backlog came from?
1: Yeah, so VA uh, announced yesterday that they've they've really pushed their processing to a whole new level before the start of this fiscal year, which was October 1st. And they only three times their staff had processed 9,000 cases uh, in a single day. Um, since the start of this fiscal year, they've done that 18 times. So they're really looking at processing more cases, pushing more things through. Unfortunately, the backlog just keeps going up. Um, you know, a lot of this originates from the Act. This is the new toxic exposure legislation that, that was signed into law in August 2022. Really expands the amount of uh, benefits folks can get for burn pit injuries, Agent orange injuries, all sorts of military toxic exposure injuries. So, and when this passed, VA warned, look, we're, we're going to see the backlog go up. It's going to take longer to process these claims. We expect just a lot more claims to come in. We got to keep up with the workload. Right now, the, the, claims, uh, the, the claims backlog is just over 300,000 cases. Uh, it's the highest it's been in almost eight years and VA officials are saying it's just going to keep going up next year even with all their new efficiencies even with the new staff they brought in even with mandatory overtime that's been in place for a year and a half now they're still seeing these numbers go up and they may go up to above half a million cases so it's a real concern of the veterans community and something that we'll be keeping watch on seeing if there's any way they can they bring down those numbers more quickly.
0: Also on the radar for today in case you missed it Former US Secretary of State Henry Kissinger died in Connecticut this week at 100 years old.
1: Mr. Kissinger, the president. <clears throat> Mr. President. Oh, hi Henry. Just wanted you to know. We've won. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, that's great. Uh, tell me about it.
0: Kissinger served for 8 years in the Nixon and Ford administrations, first as a National Security Advisor and later as Secretary of State. He tailored the shuttle diplomacy in the Middle East, which struck four Arab-Israeli peace agreements. He also led the charge to open the U.S. economy to Chinese goods that ended a U.S. policy of isolation against the country. And at a time when the Cold War led to fears of a world-ending nuclear conflict, Kissinger also led a detente, or easing of hostilities, with the Soviet Union. That policy led to arms control agreements. Kissinger was a practitioner of real politique, a belief that foreign policy should pursue practical, achievable goals rather than lofty ideals. Current Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke about the legacy Kissinger leaves behind. Few people uh, were better students of history. Even fewer people did more to shape history than Henry Kissinger. But he wasn't without criticism. After leaving government service, Kissinger came under more scrutiny. He was denounced on college campuses for the bombing campaign in Cambodia in 1970. According to Mines Advisory Group, an international organization created to draw the world's attention toward the issue of landmines, Cambodia is to this day one of the most heavily contaminated countries in the world, with landmines, cluster munitions, and other unexploded weapons affecting every province in the country. More than 64,000 people in Cambodia have been killed or injured by such items since 1979. In 2015, protesters calling for Kissinger's arrest interrupted his testimony before a Senate committee. Some critics have called him a war criminal. And now here are some other stories that we're hearing chirps about. An update from Japan, the Japanese government has suspended its Osprey flights. The move comes one day after a U.S. Air Force Osprey crashed off the Japanese coast, killing at least one of the eight crew members on board. USA Today reported that senior military leaders are investigating allegations of alcohol consumption at the North American Aerospace Defense Command headquarters. Separately, NORAD's annual Santa Tracker is supposed to come back online today. And CNN is reporting that, for nearly a decade, Coast Guard leaders concealed a report exposing racism, discrimination, and sexual assault across the agency. According to CNN, the report's findings are similar to those of another investigation into sexual assaults at the Coast Guard Academy. And on this day in history, in 1862, President Abraham Lincoln delivered a message to Congress where he discussed the North's efforts in the Civil War. It came after the bloody battle at Antietam in Maryland and just after he issued the preliminary Emancipation Proclamation. That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com slash ebb to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Lairfeld, and produced by Zimone Z. Perez. Today's episode features stories by The Associated Press and Leo Shane III. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Grease. Have a great day.